and welcome to Won't You Sing With Me, a podcast by me, Camille Harris from the Silly Jazz Band. Join me as I talk to fellow children's musicians about their work. Why do they make children's music? What's important about it? What makes a good children's song? What is different between a kid's song versus an adult song? And why do they do what they do? This is a podcast for fellow children's musicians, as well as educators and parents. But little ones can listen as well. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy the conversation. Hi, and welcome to Won't You Sing With Me. Today, we're going to be talking to Shawnee. Shawnee's a musician who's been creating children's music since March 2020, beginning as a product of the early pandemic quarantine. Having worked as an elementary school music teacher for many years, Shawnee was inspired to write his own songs that his students could relate to. In 2022, Shawnee released his first four singles, Ollie Ollie Octopus, Hiccups Are Forever, Love Me, L-O-V-E, and The Day the Colors Went Away, which are on all streaming platforms. Shawnee's music has been featured on radio shows and podcasts, including the Saturday Morning Cereal Bowl, Radioactive Kids, and Kindy Rock Stars. Welcome, Shawnee. Thank you for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited to be talking to you. Um, I was saying before we started recording that I'm, I'm, when I read your bio, I was like, okay, this is the exact person I want to be talking to because I didn't go to school for early childhood education. I didn't, I've read some stuff on it. I haven't really learned that much. And most of what I've learned has been through, you know, interacting with children and kind of finding my way. But I was thinking, you know, (laughs) I have my own opinions about the music that I make and what, how that children respond to it. And I, I work with kids and I, I know certain things about children and their development. And yes, I've read stuff, but other people definitely have are purposeful in their music and the way that they make media for children as well. What do they have to say? And what are people's ideas about what children music even is and why we do that? So you got into it because you were a teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so like you, yeah, I worked, I worked with kids pretty much as soon as I wasn't a kid anymore. <laughs> like I, I worked at like a, as a lifeguard, I was a touch swimming lessons. Uh, I babysat like any, any job I ever had involved kids. And I, I discovered pretty quickly that I loved working with them mainly cause I'm kind of a giant goofball kid myself. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and they, uh, they see that, like I can't hide it. So they enjoy it quite a lot. Um, and then, yeah, I was, I was always into music. Like I always played adult music mostly. And during, during the day I went to school in, yeah, teaching education just because I was good with kids. I didn't really know what I wanted to do like at all. I just thought, okay, this would be, I should go to school and this is what I should do. Um, yeah. And I, and I went to school for it. And I, as soon as I got out of uh, school, I didn't even go right into teaching either. I, I really tried to do adult music. Uh, like I played in a lot of bands for many, many years. Uh, and those were great times. Um, but yeah, after a while, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try some teaching, do music teaching a little bit. And I kind of fell into it by accident, to be honest, because I'm not actually like a trained music teacher. Like I, I studied education, uh, so I am trained to to work with kids uh, and teach kids. But it was in English, believe it or not. So, uh, yeah, secondary uh, English is a second language. Cool. But I didn't uh, I didn't do that right away. Or at all, really. <laughs> there was a school that was looking for a music teacher. And I said, you know what? I, 
I play music. I, I am good with kids. Why not try it? Let's just see what happens. And I went and did it, and they were like, okay, he's a little rough around the edge because I, I really hadn't done that before. But they they saw something in me, I guess, and they were uh, they were like, hey, yeah, stay here, and uh, for a month we'll try you out. And eventually I, I worked at that school, particular school, for two years. And I honestly, I've been teaching music ever since <laughs> for like wow. eight years. So, yeah, it's a crazy journey. <laughs> Is there anything you took from your training to teach English that you brought to when you teach children in music? Oh, uh, yeah, I think there's obviously some transferable skills. Definitely, at least like uh, the way you perform. I, I find teachers are, in general are also they're a part of them are performers. Like you kind of have to. Yeah. You, even if you're not feeling it, you're like, I don't want to go to class. I don't want to teach today. You have to like switch that. <laughs> turn that switch on and you got to perform. You got to sell this materials so uh yeah in that way that was that was similar the the teaching aspect of it was not too dissimilar uh at all and then the music music part was hard like figuring out what i should play with kids kind of like what you were saying like what Mm -hmm. works what doesn't work with kids but also like you were saying kids are great at letting you know what works and what doesn't work yeah (laughs) like if something doesn't work you you'll know pretty quick (laughs) So I, I would say trial and error for me was was a big, big thing. Like I, I got by on being a very enthusiastic, motivated teacher. Uh, yeah. And kids liked me. But I for a few years, I, I'll be honest, I, I was kind of figuring it out as I went too. So, yeah. Right. What have you discovered like works? What what works in a kid's song? Like what makes a good kid's song? Uh, I'm still I'm still figuring that out. I'm still learning. I, I mean, that's kind of the yeah. good news is me too. you're always going to learn and find more and if i if i knew the answer mm-hmm. it'd probably be pretty boring i would be like okay i know what to do right. but um i mean but it like, depends what, also what do you like about like what songs are you're like that's what i like you know i'm i love i like a silly i love it when they're silly i like when there's like a message in there there's like an underlying message i like that i don't mind a silly song that doesn't have a point either that those are really fun too uh but some when it has a message uh and if it's engaging if it gets them moving in some way or there's like some way that they can participate in the song so it's not like kind of in a way like teaching you're not just singing at them you know um collaboration are engaging enough like the melody is 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 catchy enough that that it'll get them in no matter what but yeah i like songs that usually engage engage them pretty easily with without being condescending either like if that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. I think that that's a, a common thread among people, especially contemporary children's uh, songwriters and people I've talked to who make children's music is like, I think, it, you know, we figured out that children don't need to be condescended to and that they're actually really, they are intelligent. And we know that. I mean, there's proof. Yeah. <laughs> we know how, that they're assimilating information at the speed that's honestly faster than we are <laughs> as adults. Yeah, and are, so yeah. I see this kind of this really interesting shift in the way that, yes, there still is like, I mean, there's great songwriters who work with Coco Melon and these other places, but there's like, there's still like the corporate children's music, but there's yeah. also this kind of, kind of informed uh, by practice and by interacting with children, this, this kind of new music that, does definitely respect children and, and their ears and their intelligence. You yeah. know, I think, it, I think of your song in particular, the day the colors went away, 
oh, is something right. that is you know it's it's like kind of a heavy song but it's yeah, also yeah. like you know I, I i don't know what made you write that and what what is it about tell our, for our listeners who haven't heard it oh yeah well that that was a song i was i was honestly scared <laughs> to release because it was like i thought oh is this too sad or heavy but um what what i thought about was i actually met a few kids through live performing and every now and then there's one or two not all of them one or two would be like i, I want to hear a sad song right now i'm feeling kind of sad and and that always kind of struck me i was like oh well a lot of the songs i play are not really like that i'm they're always upbeat and and that's fine um but i thought yeah no when i was a kid yeah i didn't always listen to sad songs either but um every now and then like i i would sit down and listen to something a little bit more uh, maybe if I didn't fully understand all the lyrics, but I got the general mood and feeling of it because, I mean, children don't just listen to the they listen to sometimes to what they're what adults are listening to as long as it's, uh, you know, appropriate. But yeah, um, well, did that song come out of the pandemic and like quarantine time. Like, is that where it came from? Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah a lot of everyone is experiencing a lot of really heavy stuff. People miss their friends. You know, they absolutely they missed their it. schedule. Like it's it, yeah. it seemed like I was like, OK, this is when this came out. It seems like that's it's a teaching tool, I think, for children to be able to talk about their feelings in that way. Yeah, well, that's you actually nailed it on the head. Like a lot of that song in particular uh, was written like in the earlier parts of the pandemic. Um, and I, I taught online, believe it or not. Like we try, our school was really cool. They were like, no, these kids need like something. They're, they're like at home, they're scared, they're freaked out. So the, the school I work at, they were amazing. They said like, hey, you know what's like, we can't have them on screen all the time, but let's let's check in at least once or twice a week. And, and I would come on and like, would just play songs together. Uh, and yeah, some when I first saw them, some of them were just like the looks on their faces. It was like heartbreaking. It was really, really heartbreaking. Yeah, just the look. You could tell that like they didn't understand it fully, but they knew this was this was not this was a serious occasion. Yeah. And um, so yeah, that song came from that. Just being able to say like, look, it's okay to be sad. We're all really terrified and scared and and sad here, and uh, we don't know when this is going to end. We have like we have no idea, but trying to hold on to hope little bit of hope and yeah maybe that's just us coming together on zoom for like 30 minutes and and we did like i felt better i felt amazing by the end it felt like we forgot everything that was going on and just like sang and pretended that <laughs> for like 30 minutes we weren't thinking about the pandemic so it was pretty great yeah in so during that summer of 2020 my friend whose music school i work at he said you know what <sighs> I've gotten so many parents asking us to do camp. So are you okay to mask up and come and do camp? Yeah. So we actually did an in-person camp. It was, was you know, a lot of extreme measures. You know, we were outside a lot of time, not maybe as much practice room practicing. Yeah. Um, I was with the three, four, five-year-olds. So the five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, they were really good with masks. You know, someone's oh, mask yeah. coming up to so say, your mask coming, you know, put it over your nose, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I was with the little guys, so it was hard for them. So it was a little scary because, of course, we didn't know exactly. Not, I mean, luckily, now now we know that it didn't spread as, as much in children. So, yeah. of course, there were, uh, tragically, a lot of children who, who got it and who died. But yeah. the, uh, 
you know, it was, it was not the worst. I, you know, it was definitely a risk. I did that. And then, and then we ran a pod at this, at the music school, we ran pods for the kids doing their at home learning because the parents need a childcare. And that was also really interesting. And in that experience, yeah, I interacted with a bunch of people who, and by people, I mean, tiny humans, you know, little yeah. people who, uh, uh, you know, they would say things like, uh, yeah. Um, you know, so-and-so's grandma just died from yeah. the, from the coronavirus, you know, these really heavy sentences that you don't he- want, expect to hear from a four-year-old, but you know, as we've been modeled, like you and I are probably around the same age. Like we had, um, Mr. Rogers and other yep. really yep. interesting, uh, children's media to kind of guide us through our feelings. And so, you know, it sounds like you've kind of picked up the mantle of that and have now provided that for the next generation of little oh, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that That's the hope. I mean, I love Mr. Rogers. I'm glad you brought him up. Me too. <laughs> uh, I think of it. Yeah. I honestly, I, I liked him as a kid, but I think I even love him more as an adult. Yeah. Like, sometimes I just like, I, I need like a sad day i'll put on like some mr rogers and be like oh feels so, feels so yeah sweet. really and because it's also a way to like the best thing i mean his main message was it's okay to feel feelings and yeah and we can talk about them or we can just sit with them yeah yeah that's it and i kids are i mean kids are pretty expressive they they yeah. want to share their feelings too like they'll, definitely they'll tell you you know they'll tell you if they're angry they'll tell you if you're sad and like you said, with like when it was really bad there for a while, I, there was one student. She was she was very sick with COVID and was in the hospital, oh. and a lot of the kids were super sad and worried about her. And yeah, and you could just feel it, feel it in the air. And it's just. Um, I had a friend in kindergarten who, you know, he was okay. It turned out, and I still know him. He he owns horses and is like a cowboy in Wyoming now. <laughs> but oh, in yeah. kindergarten, he got really sick. I actually don't even know what with, I should ask my mom, but I remember he was really sick. He was in the hospital a lot. And I remember our, our teacher kind of having to talk to us about it. It's really scary when, when you're, when you're, because I was five, you know? So that's like, yeah. it's interesting to think back on like, Oh wow. That's like around the time. A lot of people for COVID works, you know, your students are probably experiencing a really similar thing that I went through. And it's good to have teachers who can guide you through that. Because you don't really know. And also, you don't, I mean, I don't think I thought about it that much, but I also did. I knew he was, you know, sick and in the hospital, but then you're yeah. also a little kid. So then you, the, the focus can shift really. And that's like kind of how little kid brains work. Yeah. But then when it does focus back on that, it is a big focus. And so, yeah, yeah being able to guide someone through that is this kind of very special skill. So I think it's cool you wrote that song. Oh, thank you. It's well, I, honestly, it's a song that means like a lot to me because I even wrote it myself. Like I, I was like a lot of people I was struggling through anxiety and, and depression through that time. And uh, honestly, I wrote it. I just wrote it. I didn't think it would be a kid song. Like I was just like, I'm going to write this. And it felt, felt it was comforting for myself. I'll be honest. Yeah. I wasn't writing it for, for I anyone think it was else. A, and then, a good choice to make it a kid song though. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. I wanted And then I felt, you know what, this is actually pretty honest. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to sell this to anyone. I just made it. And then, yeah. yeah once, once I saw other, uh, you know, other kids or, or students who were dealing with their similar feelings. I thought, you know, you know, I think this 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 goes beyond me. I should I should put it out. It was the most scared I've ever been about putting out a song because the other ones I'm like, this is fun. I'm having fun. Yeah, silly, uh, <laughs> silly is easy. Yeah, but um, so anytime uh, someone says I like this song, I'm always like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> 
but that kind of goes along with my question of like what makes a kid's song. Right. You know? Yeah. Like what makes it? Is it the instrumentation? Is it the topic? Is it the lyrics? Like what do you think like makes a kid's song a kid's song versus a grown-up song? And of course they can all be universal, but I mean, really, what makes a children's song? That's a, I mean, that's a really good question because like a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people I meet always think like a kid's song is like Baby Shark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I have nothing against Baby Shark. I actually think it's a very catchy song. And, yeah, uh, it genuinely um, is. Nothing against it. It has its purpose. It has its point. It, it's supposed to just be fun and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and it's a movement song. You yeah, know, they exactly. have the movement, and so I, I like movement songs. There's nothing against them, but yeah, yeah, you have an amazing question. I actually ask myself that a lot of the time, but a lot of the like musicians you, you've been talking about, there's a lot of amazing musicians, children musicians out there uh, that I didn't know of until I started doing this, and they like what they're doing is incredible. Like, I think some people when they think a children's song, they think it's always like it's very upbeat or it's like a person with a guitar, and maybe there's like I don't know, some shakers in there and some childhood instruments. And and those are, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of children musicians are doing other things. There's like, they're doing like hip hop or they're doing like Latin infused. Or music. I do jazz. Yeah, jazz, exactly. So the only thing that makes it children's music is that like maybe the subject matter or, or, or you know, what something kids can relate to. Because ultimately, yeah, children are, are little people, but they also have, different interests than maybe similar interests to adults, but they also have their own uh, way yeah. of seeing the world. And I guess it's our job to understand or remember what that's like right. um, being able to, I, that's what I try and do. I try and remember what I was like as, as a kid and how I felt yeah. about things and approach when, things. So, so like you're kind of similar to me and I mean, I'm, do you have children? No, I don't. No, no I'm not, I don't I'm, either. It seems like there's people who start it without just working with kids and, and being just a child at heart, kind of, maybe like you and me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's also people who started, a lot of people that I've talked to started when they had kids. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't expect. Like they were just some musicians who found children's music from being a parent and having specific needs that they needed filled yeah. you know, for their child. And that's something I think is really interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that there's kind of, it, uh, I think it's all pros really. Like it's, it's not really pros and cons about either way, but yeah, it's always interesting to me when I meet someone like myself who got into children's music and it's not because you're a parent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's so true. Uh, yeah. I meet a lot of uh, children's musicians. I had the chance to, uh, that yeah, have started like that. They just wanted to like sing something about something and they couldn't find something they liked. Then they, they, happened to be musical and they just sang to their kids and then it yeah. worked and they were like hey i love doing this so what's what happens if i sing to other kids it's, yeah it's super interesting when you're running a class like when you're working in class do you look like now that you've learned about of other children's musicians do you look for songs like to help you in like the classroom setting like do you use children's music or do you just use your own like singing voice and guitar that's a good question. Uh, well, in the beginning, I didn't I didn't write any of my own songs. <laughs> um, I didn't write and and uh, I mainly used other people's songs to do to do everything. Maybe like uh, classroom routines and stuff like that. And and even I, I was mostly the music teacher, so you know any song, uh, <laughs> any song that I looked for was was not my own. And yeah. and I also maybe that's where I started also doing it was oh maybe I want to write something myself like I'm getting kind of 
it's the creative person in me was like, I, I'm getting tired of covering everyone else's material. Because yeah. um, I was like, you know, I, I like it. It's fun. But I want something that I I maybe I wrote or came up with. And it was actually a teacher in the school who said to me, um, can you write a song for our kids to get ready for dressing up? They want to go outside because I'm here in Montreal, Canada, and it snows all the time. And like, it, not all the time, but <laughs> it snows it snows like crazy in the wintertime, I should say. And the kids, it takes them super long to get ready to go outside. And so they said, hey, maybe do you have a song? Is there? Did you ever write a song about that? And I thought, no, I've never even thought about writing a song. But I thought, you know what? That would be really cool. I would love to write a song about that. So I, I did. I wrote one. I eventually put it on my YouTube channel. Oh, it's on but your I, YouTube. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't made it a real, uh, recorded it in a studio yet, but... So I did that and it worked and it was, it was so, uh, I was so excited about it. And then I didn't think, oh, I'm going to start making children music now. It was just the first time I did it. And it was, a, it was a thrill. It was a rush. So wow. yeah. from there I was like, okay, let's see what else other subjects I can try and write about. And then sometimes I, I, I don't succeed and, <laughs> yeah. and then I find another song that does it well. So I just cover that, but yeah, uh, I still do that today. Like when I go to, daycares if there's something maybe a subject I want to cover and I haven't written about I'll look for something else yeah I I I was kind of this process of interviewing people led me to talk to a early childhood education like kind of expert who is also now a children's musician and she talked about how when she was teaching she was constantly looking for tools so like she sees children's musicians as collaborators with teachers Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And, you know, as an educator yourself, you know, that's that's something I, I mean, that's something I never thought about. And as I was like, I guess you're right. I mean, clean up, clean up everybody everywhere. Yeah. That song, my my nephew who doesn't say words all the way yet, he'll go na 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 And that's when we start cleaning up his toys. Sometimes yeah. he initiates it. You know? Yeah. That's amazing to me. Uh and that's- yeah, so in a way we are kind of collaborating. Yeah, with teachers. And that's something that's I really thought about. Great that they think that way, because not all, not all schools think that way. Not so a lot of schools don't even have music. Yeah. Well, she's an advocate to get people to use music. You know, like, that's kind yeah, of her... it, it is super usable. And like, uh, yeah, I mean, um, school I, I've worked at, they're pretty good with that too. They'll be like, oh, how can we? Maybe you can have a song that like will help me in this class and like try and teach something a little bit more, like. Specifically, like we have a French teacher too. She's really great. She'd be like, "Oh, I have this great song," or maybe, "Do you have a song that we could work on together to get them to learn this thing?" And um, which is great because I'm trying to get more French songs. Of course, I was actually going to ask you. You can do bilingual album. <laughs> I, I got to get there for sure. <laughs> I'm definitely not as strong. I can't write as well in French. Like I'm not as uh, as creative as a French writer at all. But but I'm starting to cover some, so we're getting there. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. So, okay. So this is the other question I have for you, which is you've talked a little bit about what makes a children's music, children's music. We've talked about like what kind of makes a good, you know, tends to make good children's music and kind of why you make it. Um, You know, besides just music, it's also media. Now you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. So what, what exactly is your thought process when you make videos? I mean, videos are very labor intensive. I've never, I haven't been able to be consistent in it. But having yeah. a YouTube channel is no easy feat. No, it's, it's also not. It's also purposeful in children's media because, like, you know, if it it has to be for children to put yeah. it on YouTube for kids. Yeah. Um, 
that I mean, I'm I am struggling a bit with it now, to be honest, because uh, it was something I, I really did start in the pandemic when I had a lot of free time because <laughs> we had like a lot of lockdowns here in Montreal where we couldn't do like couldn't do anything. And there was curfews and um, yeah, we couldn't even go to other people's places. So I had like all the free time. That was the best time to make YouTube videos for me. It wasn't a good time in general, but but <laughs> to make YouTube videos. So I, I was a little more consistent then. But uh, now, yeah, with with like recording the songs and, and playing live shows, it's getting harder. But I, I do try and make at least one or two a month if I can. But back to your original question, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> is uh yeah, it, it is a bit of labor intensive, but and it, it is harder, I, I've come to realize, because when you're playing live, you have that interaction with kids and you know what what you're doing is working. And and if you make like even if you make like a funny face, you're like, oh that's a funny face. They like that face. So I'll make that funny face again. Um but with videos you don't have that. You're you're looking at a camera and you're you have to like pretend all your might that kids are watching this and it it's hard to do because at first i don't think i succeeded in doing that i just thought okay i gotta try and do this video and see what happens but then eventually you have to think like wait i'm looking at this and this this whoever's the kids watching this thinks that i'm talking to them so you have to really like think yeah. about it uh and be really purposeful what you're doing uh in that way but it is a bit easier now, too, because I'll play songs that I don't have on YouTube and I'll know, oh, that song worked. So I'll know how to approach it if I make a video, what they liked, what they didn't like. And Right. Yeah. The idea when I learned this as like a 20 something person, it kind of blew my mind, which is like that that magic time um, in your a childhood brain development when they are they see a puppet and they talk to the puppet Yes. or when yeah. somebody's speaking into the camera, they, they are being spoken to yeah. like their brains literally are thinking that, yeah. uh, you know, it's the, the prime time for Santa Claus and, yeah. you know, to you see Santa at the mall, that is the real Santa, you know, there's no logic having to be like, well, that's probably his elf, you know, coming down, yeah, you know, no, no. The, the jumps you make when you're in like, elementary school to try to convince yourself, you know, that's the time when you like, oh, this tooth fairy did come, you know, like that is real. And it really is a real imagination, but it's also yeah. living with it. And so that's something, you know, I think about it, that's not something I ever really understood until recently that, yeah, like, little kids they are being spoken to if you're talking to them in, in the camera exactly yeah I've, I've had people send me videos being like of their kids doing the actions and like <gasps> talking back to me and stuff oh my gosh, and it's it's really cute and even um there's um there is a a child that i've played at their daycare maybe a few times and they live not too far like in the same neighborhood as me and one day i was walking down the street without my hat i usually have my hat on yeah. All the time. I mean, right now we're doing a podcast. I don't need to have this on, but <laughs> it's nice. Um, but yeah, anyway, I have this hat on. And so when I was walking in the neighborhood, I didn't have it on. I didn't think anyone was looking at me. I was just being myself. So I didn't have the hat on. I was walking around and this and this kid and her mom saw me and they were like, are you? <laughs> are you? Are you Shawnee? And I was like, oh, hi. Yeah. I completely thinking I have my hat on. Like, oh, hi, how's it going? And the, and the kid is like, still so confused. He's like, who is this person? Why are they waving to me? Um, and then I was like, oh, wait, I forgot. And I put the hat on. And she just looked at me and went, oh, 
Oh. <laughs> I've had a similar thing because I wear a polka dot blue dress. Oh, there and you And I go. do yeah, a show in my building. Yeah. And I saw one of my little guys and I was like, hi. And I was wearing like a sweatshirt like this or something. And he yeah. didn't know who I was. And his mom was like, do you remember? It's, you know, Silly Jazz. It's Camille. And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, and then when I had my polka dot, he saw me. He, he knew who I was immediately. And I was yeah. like, I know it's because of that. Yeah, it's amazing. That's why I love the hat. Some people are like, oh, why are you wear the hat? I'm like, they, I like that's that. I yeah. That's and it's the- in your little logo for your Instagram, that image that you have. Uh, oh, the low. Oh, the Instagram picture. That's actually a friend of mine who is um, she's an illustrator um, and she was uh, she was going through school when she made that. And That's good. Doing, like, little side hustles. And I was like, I love your art. Can you make like a Shawnee version of that? And uh, I paid her some money and she did it. And um, cool. she's graduated. So I, I would give a shout out, but I don't I don't think she has her company all ready to go yet. But. Well, maybe uh, yeah. at some point you'll post it on your Instagram and people can follow. It's at Shawnee Kids Music. Yeah. 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 I'll I just definitely. spammed you and gave you a thousand likes just so you know, so you'll see me. <laughs> and you did that Raffi cover recently. I think that's smart. Yes. To do covers. Yeah, I love I love Raffi. Um, and I, I did that one a lot. So I was Another like, famous Canadian. Yeah. We used to listen to his ch- children's Christmas album. <sighs> yes, that's my fiance's absolute Christmas album. Like that's the her family every year. They Us too. Put... Really? Oh wow! Yes. That's amazing. We love Petit Papa. Noel. Yeah, yeah. Every every Christmas, she'll put up the ornaments and they put on Raffi. We do that too. Literally, we do that too. Like we, it's our required Christmas yeah. music. And every Christmas morning, you have to tell her that. Oh my I'm gosh! Not even wild. Canadian. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna definitely tell it. That's wild. I haven't heard. Yeah. I haven't met anyone else who does that. So we do. We do. We love it. There's also a couple other ones that we have, but that's the main one. Yeah, <laughs> he's great. I love Raffi. Oh yeah. Well, um, I guess we'll get wrapping up now. It's been really great talking to you, and I think that your music is is really fun. I really like the um, Octopus song. Oh, thank you. You. Ha- you have some good silly songs, but also, you know, I encourage those as just a listener encourage the more serious ones like the day the colors went away and um those those kind of feelings songs i think are really oh, amazing thank you and now we're going to listen to chani's song the day the colors went away enjoy today the colors Went away No flags No more rainbows My skittles turned to grey Before this happened I never noticed All the colors throughout my day How I
podcast is produced, mixed, and mastered by me, Camille Harris, from the Silly Jazz Band. We're under at the Silly Jazz Band on Instagram. And if you want to send us an email, our email is sillyjazzband at gmail.com. Have a great day. Bye.